0: Welcome to season four of the podcast. Today, we are talking all about what makes change so difficult. <laughs> there, and welcome to the Fierce Authenticity Podcast, where I teach you how to decolonize your mind, break free from supremacy's internalized patriarchal conditioning, and have amazing relationships. It doesn't have to be one or the other, friend. You can have both, and my signature framework, Fierce Authenticity, shows you how. I'm your hostess, Sharani M. Fatak, and now let's get to it. Welcome back to the Fierce Authenticity Podcast. I cannot tell you how excited I am to be here with you today because today is our Season premiere for season four. And what we are doing this season, what came through is that we are doing live recordings of the podcast, my friends. And so if you are not already on my email list and receiving my email newsletters, then you need to hop on now. Visit slash connect. And all the links are in the show notes. Go ahead and hop on to that and sign up to get the emails because when you receive my emails, you will be getting the invitations to join me here live. And here's the fun part about this. We're not just doing live with you watching me on a screen. What we're actually doing here is I will be recording for about the first 20-ish minutes and you get to watch and receive whatever messages are coming through for that day for the podcast episode. And then here's the part I am most excited about is that we get to have Q&A and live coaching on the line as it relates to the topic that we are doing. And so for me, being in community, especially these last two and a half years, is something that I have missed so much. And so when I was reflecting on how does season four of the podcast want to come through, What is going to be of highest service? Just what does the spirit of the Fierce Authenticity podcast want? And that is what came through. So I am beyond excited to be here for our inaugural live podcast recording. And we do have some people joining us live. And that has me even more excited because, of course, the energy is so much different when we are live. So that's what I'm super excited about. And then with this being, The season premiere, it's been several months. I believe our last episode was back in June, and it's been a time of transition. So with this being our season premiere, I want to share with you what has transpired. What are those transitions? And then I want to share with you a very important permission, and that is the permission to change. And we're going to talk more about that in a second. But first, let's back up. In June, we had our last episode. That was when the season finale for season three came out. And oh my gosh, it's been four or five months since we've been on break. And a lot has transpired in that time. I don't think I shared this with you in the last episode because it wasn't yet public. But I am coming to you today as a retiring psychotherapist. So I'm telling people I'm already retired, but technically I don't retire until December 14th of 2022. And if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know that being a relationship therapist has been my identity for a long time. And then I've been doing some corporate work on the side and really expanding that. And what has come true for me is that I had to really own That it was time to get up off the couch. And I don't know if I've shared this story with you yet. But back in January of 2020, I decided, I said, you know what? I'm going to make the transition into my coaching and consulting business to do that full time. And I signed up for a coaching program. And then March came around, March 2020. We all know what happened then. And what ended up happening is my nervous system went into a complete state of fight, flight, freeze. No joke. Like it was just all of the survival things came up in me because now we're shut down. Now I'm freaking out about how am I going to sustain? How are finances going to work? So there was really this. Piece about financial security, which I know for a lot of us, black, brown, and other people of color, is a really big trigger within our bodies. It lives inside of us and can really get us into that state. And so what, and then of course, the fact that we were shut down, the fact that we're seeing masks everywhere. Oh, and let's not forget the fact that San Jose and many other places put in place a curfew. I mean, these are things that are very activating to the nervous system. And I didn't realize it until September 2020. And I have a couple of episodes that I've shared my experience with that. It was failure to launch. And recovering from failure. Those are the two episodes where I really shared about that experience. But it wasn't until about September of that same year that I realized, oh my goodness, I have been in a total activated state and I needed to slow down. I needed to calm down. And it really wasn't until later in 2021, as I started to thaw out, as my nervous system started to get rebalanced, as I stopped operating from that fear based place, my nervous system was able to settle. And that's when I was able to look back more so and realize, like, oh, okay, I see what happened here. All of that that's been encoded into my DNA, the survival responses. No wonder I was so freaked out and so scared. And I went back on my decision to go all in to the corporate work. And so 2021 was a lot about healing and recovering and making myself whole again. And then this year has really been about owning my truth, And what is it that I'm really here to do? And I did sign up for a coaching program, Joyful Marketing with Simone Soul, where she really invites us to take a long, hard look at ourselves and get really, really honest about what it is that we're doing. She calls it results honesty is what she calls it. And she asks us to get really honest about, are we really serving our clients in the best way possible? Are we really doing what our heart most desires? Are we really doing what the spirit of our business most desires? And when I started to get really honest with myself, and again, this was a process that was little by little because we're in October now. And so little by little over the first part of the year, I was starting to get really fiercely, authentically honest with myself to say, am I really doing what it is I'm called to do? The answer was no. I haven't wanted to be a therapist in a really, really long time. But I thought that with my license, my degree, my credentials, all my trainings, that that was the only way for me to make money. And again, we talked about those financial triggers that can come up and put us into a survival response. And so I finally owned, like, no, being a therapist, as great as my clients are, as important as that work is, that is not where my heart and soul are. My heart and soul is really here to support, like every time over the last several years, when I close my eyes and I envision it, I am standing and I'm giving talks to large audiences. I'm facilitating workshops. I'm facilitating trainings. I am pretty much giving the transmission of what fierce authenticity is, what it stands for, to My people, so that they can then go out and it ripples out beyond. And so that is what I have seen for myself. And it was time for me to get really honest with that and own that. And there came a day, it was towards the end of May. So it was right before season three closed, where I said, you know what? I can't do this anymore. I cannot build my coaching, consulting, training business if I am feeling such a drain from my therapy clients. And I sat with it for a week or so, really contemplating it and decided I was done. I was done. And so by mid-June, I believe it was, I started letting my therapy clients know that I am retiring my psychotherapy practice to pursue these other things, speaking, teaching, the book, podcasting, training, being in corporate, supporting organizations. So that is what I ended up doing. And being a therapist, having a set of ethics that are really important, I decided to give my clients a proper six-month transition. So I haven't been taking on new clients, and it's been a process of really supporting my current clients through this transition. Some have come back because they're like, I need to get as much Sharani as I can before you're gone from the therapy space. And others are like, okay, how can we wrap this up by December? And it's been a joy and a gift and an honor. And that is my biggest announcement and change to share with you today. And so today's episode, as I mentioned, our theme and our topic today is permission to change. So I'd like to speak with you a little bit more about what makes change so difficult and why is it so hard and I want to give you the permission to go ahead and get really honest with yourself and then make the changes that you know in your heart of hearts that you need to make. So that's what we're doing here today. And I'm pausing for a breath because you know me. I get on a roll and I just start talking. So I did write some notes down last night. It's like I started channeling this last night. So before I actually continue, I'm going to invite you to just pause for a moment. And you, know, you just heard my story of how it took two and a half years, about two years for me to really own it and two and a half years for me to come out publicly with the fact that, no, there's been this change on my heart and it is here and it's time And so I want to invite you to just take a moment and pause and connect with, and if you're not driving, you can close your eyes, but go ahead. If that feels right to you, just turn inwards for a moment and see, is there something that has been on your heart that every time you close your eyes, you see a certain vision and have you not been giving yourself permission to go there? Have you been withholding that permission? Have you been denying yourself that which is truly on your heart, that which you truly desire? (sighs) Yeah. And I invite you to reflect on that, not to shame you, And if any shame is coming up, like, oh, why can't I? No, no, no. We're going to stop that right there. We don't play the shame game here. And what I want you to know is we're going to speak exactly about why change is so difficult for us. And you know what we do here on the Fierce Authenticity podcast? The answer always comes down to the ways that we have internalized systems of supremacy and oppression. So there, if there was any part of you that was feeling shame, we're backing up. And I want to let you know that if you have been struggling with that, it is purely because of the systems under which we reside, the systems under which we, our brains, our bodies, our nervous systems have been programmed, not for centuries, but for millennia. And so it's really important that you know that. And why is it? Why is it? that these systems of oppression have made it so hard for us to change? Why is it that supremacy culture has made it such that we deny that which we truly desire, that we don't give ourselves permission, that we withhold what it is that we really want? And well, the answer to that is because it wants you to stay in the status quo. It really does, because as long as you stay in the status quo, as long as you keep doing what you think you're supposed to be doing, what the system has programmed you to be doing, then you are remaining a cog in supremacy culture's machine. And supremacy culture does not want you to do anything differently. It doesn't want you to transition or change because as people start to transition and people start to change, just like we're doing here almost week after week on the podcast, there are some changes to that coming up as well. But the more we start to wake up, the more we start to see how fucked up the system is and we start... Like, and we know the system's fucked up. Let's not get that confused. But we also stop denying it. Like, we keep ourselves so numbed out to the fact that the system is screwed and we numb out. We do food, we do drugs, we do sex, we do alcohol, we do shopping, we do relationships. Those are the ways that we keep ourselves numbed out under systems of supremacy and oppression. Because when we start to realize and really feel how messed up it is, it awakens a lot in us. And that is why the system doesn't want you to change. It wants you to stay numbed out. It wants you to stay doing whatever it is that you're doing. It wants you to stay unhappy. It wants you to stay, again, numbed. That's the only thing that keeps coming up because as you start to awaken, and that's my goal here with our Fierce Authenticity podcast and all of the work that we do. I know that sometimes I can fire hose you with information. And my goal is really to help you awaken little by little so that it's not as jarring of a wake up to your system, so that your own internal cogs can start turning and you can start awakening and remembering, okay? Because again, once you start to awaken, the way you function as a cog in supremacy culture's machine changes. And ultimately, eventually, You're not even a working cog in that system. You pull your cog out. You know, Milagros Phillips, the race healer, I learned from her, she has this thing where she talks about taking your brick out of supremacy culture's wall. And for me, it's about you're no longer a cog in that machine. And so what happens when we start pulling our bricks out of that wall or when our cogs stop working in supremacy culture's machine? Well, what ends up happening is little by little, that system, that structure, it starts to collapse on itself because it can no longer be sustained. Like, it can't work anymore. And so that's why I do what I do. That's why I come here and share these messages with you. That's why I post everything that I post on social, send out the emails that I send, and all of the work that I do because I want us to slowly, 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 because, of course, it can't happen all at once— and it's already happening. So I also want to acknowledge the work of all of the people who have gone before and have started this work. So I'm not new. This is not new. And it's important that we continue this because the, the more each of us little by little subtly starts to wake up, the less we will participate. And then the system collapses on itself. And that is my greatest goal because I don't think this system is going to be collapsed from the outside. I believe this system is going to collapse from the inside and from the people within it. And so that is why I do what I do. And that is what I wanted you to know about why it is so hard for us to change. It's not your fault. Not your fault at all. <sighs> So again, pausing for a breath, and I want to let that settle for a moment. Just let that land for you that it's not your fault. That the reason change is so hard is because the system was created this way to keep you oppressed, to keep you compliant to it. You know, a client of mine yesterday, she used the word submission. Yes. Yes. The system is designed this way to keep you in submission. And that is why change is so hard. So when you start to become aware of this little by little, you start to notice, oh, I don't need to shame myself into why change is so hard Because shame is one of the, fear and shame, those are the two biggest things that supremacy culture uses to oppress us. And what do each of those do? They often keep us stuck and frozen, especially shame. It keeps us small, it keeps us hidden, and it keeps us not wanting to be seen. And so when you can remember that, oh, the reason it's so hard for you to change is because of the way the system is designed. And then you can think, oh, this isn't even about me. There's no lack in me. There's nothing wrong with me that it is so hard for me to make change. This is literally the way the system is designed. And so when you remove the element of shame, what ends up happening is you end up having, because shame isn't shutting you down, you end up being better able to make micro actions and take steps towards that change it is that you are aspiring to make. And, you know, I'm saying that and I'm remembering all of the micro changes that I have made earlier this year. Started with consolidating my two Facebook pages because I had a therapy site Facebook page or for my therapy practice. And then I had my speaker author consulting page. And that was the first decision I made back in January. That was the first micro action I took. It was like, okay, you know what? It is too hard to manage two pages. I'm going to consolidate them into one. So that was one of the micro actions I took. And I had no idea that that was going to set me up for retiring this year as a therapist. But lo and behold, that is what happened. Because when you start to put that first micro action, that first small thing in place, the rest of it comes together. And I have to be honest, a part of the break that we've been on and a part of why season four is starting a little bit later than I am used to is because I ended up having to take a sabbatical because that's another important part of change for us to acknowledge that it is exhausting (laughs) to go through these transitions and to go through these changes. And thanks to my editor, shout out to Danielle Featherston, who's helping me to edit my second book. Thanks to her, she had asked, ooh, as you're transitioning careers, are you going to take a sabbatical? And of course, the high achiever in me, the hustler in me that's been conditioned by supremacy was like, no, 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 not taking a break, not trans, I- it's cool, we're doing it. And then as I started to feel more and more worn out, because again, making these changes Yes, they might be micro changes, and there is a lot happening on the inside. There is a lot happening on the mental, emotional, spiritual level that you are not even aware of. And so that's another reason, like, if as you're starting to make changes, you start to feel tired or a little bit more exhausted, don't be surprised. There's a lot processing in the background. And so as I was owning more and more of these changes for myself, I ended up saying, you know what? Danielle was right. I need a sabbatical. So I took all of August off. I was offline, did a little bit of traveling, saw family. That was wonderful. Then most of September, it's been sabbatical light where I've been coming back, but really slowly, really intentionally, because that's one thing that I have definitely been working on, which is how to work in a way that my nervous system feels well. That my nervous system feels whole. That my nervous system can balance itself out and come back to homeostasis. Which reminds me of something I posted on social media last night. A coach of mine had asked me to define wealth for myself. She's like, what's your definition of wealth? And I was journaling and one of the most profound things that came through was that wealth is a regulated nervous system. I'm going to say that again. Wealth is a regulated nervous system. Because from there, everything else can occur and everything else can take place. And we do it from a place of our wholeness and not from a place of our fear-based survival responses. (sighs) So, I think that this is it for us today. This is the completion of the live portion of our episode. And really, it's permission to change. We don't get that permission often enough. And I want you to have that permission. If it's too hard for you to give it to yourself or if others around you aren't supportive of or understand the changes that you're desiring to make, no matter what that change is, then please know that from my heart to yours, I am giving you the permission to change. And anytime you forget, come back, re-listen to this episode, and re-give yourself that permission. Continue to unshame any part of you that feels like it's having a hard time with the, the changes and why can't you make those changes. Come back and listen to this episode and then tap back in to that permission that I am giving you from my heart to yours. And then take those micro steps, take those micro actions and know that you deserve to live your life in the fullness and the wholeness of who you are. And that anything that gets in the way and that prevents that is just the system's conditioning. It is just supremacy culture's internalized oppression coming in to keep you in the status quo and to keep you the same. And so with that, my friends, this concludes the episode portion and hang out with me because what we are going to do now is we are going to move into the Q&A slash live coaching portion of the episode. So just hang tight with me and I will come through. We will be back with some questions that might be coming through. All right.
1: First of all, I wanted to thank you because I think you modeled a way of being that in our nervous systems, we can receive and learn sort of unconsciously. And additionally, the story of you shifting into your full dream and capability is like a gift to us. The question I have is having that awareness of how that system sends the signal for us to be status quo and survival, maybe or are safe. And you mentioned that micro practices are the way forward. I'm curious, what is the ground of the micro practices so that the micro-practices are truly aligned, grounded, embodied? So that would Mm. be my question.
0: Oh, that is such an excellent, excellent question. And this is where I think it's so important. And in my first book, I talk about this, Fierce Authenticity, Show Up, Be Seen, Get Love, where cultivating the practices to really understand and know our bodies and what our internal world is telling us is so important and again is something that supremacy culture doesn't want us to do because as we start to tune in and listen to ourselves we're gonna do the thing that supremacy culture doesn't want us to do and I talk a lot more about this in my second book where it's actually really focused heavily on the neuroscience and the nervous system responses and really like those practices to cultivate getting to know what's happening inside my body. And I know for people, for most of us, it can be really hard to even drop into our bodies. So I want to acknowledge that for especially those who have had overt trauma, it can feel unsafe to go into the body. And that's where we start practicing these practices little by little. And it starts with just taking a breath. Taking a breath, because when our nervous system is activated, when we're in a state of survival, we cannot assess the difference. Actually, the brain in general doesn't know the difference between what is real and what is imagined. So if the nervous system is in a state of activation, it is going to feel like everything is a threat or everything is an action that must happen now. And that's how I was a lot of 2020, quite honestly, when everything just felt like it was an action that had to be taken now. So it's really about slowing down, it is about connecting with our nervous systems. It is about connecting with our bodies. It is about learning to discern when are we in that activated energy that is that survival energy versus when are we actually grounded in our bodies. And these are practices to cultivate. I do have a lot of resources when people join my email list. Actually, you get access to several meditations and other resources to start cultivating those practices so that's that part addressing how do we know that this is coming from us or from the system another level of the system and that's something that you practice over time And then in terms of, is it coming from a place of integrity, these actions that we're taking, again, to me is coming back to our bodies and understanding. Fierce Authenticity 2.0 is a lot about heart work plus somatic work equals the new legacy. And so this is where a lot of the somatic work comes in. Learn what cues your body is giving you, learning to feel for that quiet, creating enough space for quiet so that you can even do that. So, Tivo, I hope that was a good answer to your question, and I'm open to hearing any other thoughts before you have to hop off. And before that, I just want to say thank you so much for being in the space and contributing your energy.
1: Absolutely, no. I think that was a really useful answer, and it aligns with a lot of my learning. The big thing is I realized that my awareness more was more individualistic in my system. So Mm -hmm. the invitation is to be aware of the huge bigger system and to notice how I'm being shaped moment to moment, interaction to interaction. So you've given me another layer out. It was an amazing, amazing launch to your next steps.
0: Yes. Thank you. You have a great rest of your day, your weekend. Thank you again for joining me. It was very special to have you here. Thank you, mm-hmm. All righty, folks. Well, there we have it. We had our question from TiVo who asked, like, how do we know basically when it's being in integrity with ourselves versus another layer of the system? And he said he got what he needed, that it really is inviting him to look another layer out, kind of expanding from the individualistic perspective out further. And that is another really important part for us to keep into consideration as we are making any changes or doing any of this work because we do so often focus only on ourselves. That's another part of supremacy culture's conditioning is being very individualistic in that way. So yes, we have to zoom out because as long as we keep it focused on ourselves, then we're not looking at what else is happening. And so it is important for us to take that breath, tune in, and then expand out again. And that's what my hope is that this work is doing for you. And along with that permission to change is the fact that we have access to natural wisdom. And that is another thing supremacy culture doesn't want us to access, our own internal natural wisdom and also the wisdom of nature around us. In the Northern Hemisphere, it is fall. I live in the Bay Area, The air is starting to get a little bit more crisp. The nights are getting cooler. Nights are also getting longer. The sun is setting sooner. Leaves are starting to change. And so there is a wisdom, even in the natural world, that we need to tune into and tap into. If the seasons change four times a year, how are we expected to never change and to always remain the same? Thank you again so much for joining me for this episode and for the Q&A coaching that was shared today with our participant. And I want you to know that this opportunity is available to you. Please. Sign up to receive my emails. You'll get all sorts of good stuff. Not only do you get invitations to join me here for these live recordings, you're also going to get a whole host of helpful resources. Like I mentioned, when you sign up to join my email, I gift you with a bunch of welcome gifts that include practices and meditations to help you start to tune into and get in touch with these signals that your body is giving you. And so come on over, join that. Again, it's com slash connect. All of the links are in the show notes. And come and join me because this is for us. This is for community. And we're going to be doing these twice a month rather than weekly episodes. What we're going to be doing is I'll be releasing two episodes a month. And on months that there's a fifth Thursday, I'll go ahead and have a bonus episode that month. This year, we are switching up the format. We're doing it live and also doing coaching call Q&As that we're going to be doing two episodes a month to really allow you to savor the experience. I wish you all the best as you soak in, as you absorb the yummy goodness of this permission to change. Take really good care, and we will be together again soon. I want to take a moment to honor the amazing team that helps make this podcast possible for you. Starting with our audio editor, Diego Velazquez. Graphic designer and behind-the-scenes admin, Anna Olvina. Transcript proofreader and editor, Vani Batak. Show notes and blog posts by Bijana Sandic. Photography by Lauren at Radiance Studio. The musical track, Tropical Summer Beach by Alex Make Music on Pixabay. My husband, my family, my community, my higher power. And last but not least, I want to thank you, my loyal listener and friend, so much for tuning in. Ways that you can further support the podcast are by rating and reviewing Fierce Authenticity on Apple sharing it with everyone, you know, screenshotting it, posting it on social media, and be sure to tag me at Sharani M. when you do and making a one-time or recurring financial contribution through the link in the show notes. And remember, be sure to sign up for my emails and check out my current services, offerings, and ways to work with me over at fierceauthenticity.com. I am sending you so much love, friend, and I cannot wait until we are together again soon.